Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, The Door Devil. Homeowners spend hundreds on alarm systems each year, but rarely reinforce the weakest point on the home, the doors. Bad guys know this, and that's why kick-ins are so common. Simply adding door devils virtually eliminates the home security gap. Sleep better tonight. Reinforce your doors. Visit doordevil.com and enter best ever to get an exclusive 20% discount on your purchase. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Jana Weber. Hi, Jana. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me on the show. This podcast is really exciting. I'm glad to be a part of it. Oh, great. Great. And I, I know you mentioned earlier that you had listened to 10 episodes in your car, so I am happy to have you on the show, and um, I'm really glad that you're enjoying it. Thanks. Yeah, I guess I'm a best ever listener, too. You are. <laughs> and now you're about to be a best ever guest. You you have had quite a meteoric rise from 2011 to today. A little bit about Jana. She and her husband uh, owned three single-family homes in 2011, up until 2011, and then between 2011 and today, as as we speak now, uh, they have 11 total single-family homes and are under contract for number 12. And uh, a little bit more about Jana, she is a full-time real estate agent based in Boise, Idaho. And uh, with that being said, Jonna, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more background on your real estate investing experience? Absolutely. Um, as you mentioned, we, we had a few properties that we purchased some time ago that we had just been holding on to. Um, back, back when we first got started and were newly married, it was actually my husband that was really excited about the idea of real estate investing. Um, but kind of life got in the way we had our kids, we were, had very busy careers and it kind of got put on the back burner other than a couple of properties that we did pick up in the early two thousands, really knowing nothing about cash flow or what made a good investment. And we've just gotten fortunate that, that we, we have those properties to this day, but they're definitely not ones that I would want to repeat. So we were going along with just a couple of properties, great for the tax returns and so forth. And then around 2010, first part of 2011, something clicked where I started to think, 
what if there's a better way? What if there's a way that we can really take this seriously and amplify our retirement and change the outcome of of our financial lives and our quality of life? And so after delving into different options, I came to the conclusion that that real estate idea was a pretty good idea after all and uh, started looking actively for single-family properties with the idea of just purchasing one a year at that time to increase our cash flow when we got into retirement. With that 2011 clicking moment, what was the the plan once things clicked from a very step-by-step or tactical standpoint that you did that you weren't doing before? Well, you know what? I really, that was at the time when all across the country, real estate was in the tank. It was a pretty scary period. You didn't know if the sky was going to fall, if they were going to drop value more. But I couldn't ignore the low interest rates and the payments that would be involved with some of the property purchases. And I just started to sketch out um, what the cash flow potentially potential could be on some of these properties when you're looking at a mortgage of six, $700 and the rents that could be accumulated for those same mortgages. It just made sense. And so I went about looking for the right cash flow, which in our case was very, very simple. We wanted to be in the positive a few hundred a month. It was very simple. It was very conservative, but we thought that we could find a property to make that happen. And from there, we did a very, very localized search. We were looking for a single-family property within five miles of where we currently live. It's an area we know we're comfortable in. People are attracted for the schools. And we thought best we're best off investing someplace that we know. And you manage your own properties, right? We do to this day. Actually, we've gone to the extra step in the last year. We've actually formed a property management company. And so actually our property management company actively manages the properties. Um, and I happen to be the one that runs that company. So it's it's working out really well. Based on your experience from going from three homes to 11 homes and about to be 12 homes in a, a very short amount of time, relatively speaking, What is your best real estate investing advice ever? The first thing I would say is pick one niche to start and get really, really good at that niche. Given that our particular niche is buy and hold, we have no intent on selling any of these properties anytime soon. They are definitely for retirement cash flow. We are not living off this cash flow. The one piece of advice I would give to anyone looking at buy and hold is to learn how to be the very, very best at tenant screening. It is such a huge component of a buy and hold investor and the wrong tenant can can crush a new buy and hold investment business. What experience have you had with bad tenants and good tenants with your 11 properties? I've had great experience, um, but again, it's because of that intense screening, I believe. Part of it is instinct. I, I do believe I have a good instinct to, to know um, – who people are, you know, upon meeting them, listen to tenants (laughs) as you're screening them. Um, It's really important to have a process in place and follow those processes to the letter of the law, in my opinion, to make sure that you are creating that environment to attract the right tenant. And there are things such as uh, make sure you have written criteria for rental requirements, charge an application fee that will weed out some people make sure you've got a great process for doing credit checks, background checks, um, Google checks, 
Make sure you have a strong lease in place. Always, always call two landlords, not just the landlord that uh, that they're leaving, but call the landlord before that. That I would say is critical. Um, I think it's just through those processes, which have been somewhat of trial and error, and some of it following others that have gone before me has eliminated a lot of the headache of having a stressful tenant situation. When you mentioned Google checks, are you are you simply Googling the person's name and then seeing if anything interesting comes up? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's as simple as that. You know, I, I've been told I'm a very um, simple investor, but I believe there's no need to reinvent the wheel. And, and there's a lot of great ways just to, to start with that. And Google is great for that. Facebook, looking at any social media sites, I did have a situation where I had a tenant apply, did not become a tenant, but told me his dog was one breed and I went online and of course there were Facebook pictures all over of his very different breed of dog than <laughs> I was told. So it's amazing how transparent people can be and and you're not being nosy, you're not snooping, you're doing the due diligence you need to do to put the right person in, in your property that's going to treat the home with respect and develop a mutually beneficial relationship. Is Is there one part of the tenant screening process that wasn't in the process when you started, but as a result of something happening, it now is part of the process? Yes. Um, I didn't have the written criteria written out for rental requirements when I started. And that put me in some awkward positions. Not only do you have to be so, so careful to adhere to all the fair housing laws, which is critical, and it's particularly critical for me now as an agent as well, um, I put myself in awkward situations, not very um, eloquently explaining potential reasons why a tenant would get turned down and that sort of thing. And when you have it black and white, when they know the process going in before they even apply and send that application check in, it's it's black and white and it is what it is. And they either qualify for the property or they don't. And that eliminated all the guesswork. And that's been huge for me just to treat it as a business that's black and white. And these are the requirements. And and not make exceptions. Is there anything else about the tenant screening process that you uh, implement or you think is something that should be noted? Absolutely. You know, as a real estate agent, I also work with a lot of people that are looking for investment properties, and those properties have property managers in place. And it's been a really insightful experience because I found that even with property managers in place, a lot of times things are going unchecked in house in uh, rental homes and uh, there's late rents being accepted and all kinds of things going on. So I would just encourage you if you're using property management, that's great. And it's a wonderful way to go, especially if you have other full time employment. But just make really, really sure that you do a thorough job vetting that property manager and they're taking as well as good a care of that property as you would do so. On my first house that I bought, I had to evict the tenant and fire the property management company, and I was like, what the heck did I just get myself into? And oh, no. The learning for me was never find your property management company through Google. Instead, <laughs> find your property management company through a real estate agent that's helping you purchase the property or through referrals from people you know in the market. And that way, because one, if the real estate agent is recommending the property management company, assuming that they're not being compensated by the mm -hmm. management company for the referral, 
then that's usually a good resource because the real estate agent wants you to have a good management company, therefore you're successful and will purchase more property from him or her. And from a referral standpoint, if you know someone in the market, uh, then they're going to – as long as, again, they don't have a financial stake in you going with one or the other. They're simply just saying what they know about who's best at management. Then that would be another good resource. But going in cold uh, by simply Googling property management companies and, and calling them up and not having an inside track can be a, a sticky situation. I found that out. Uh, firsthand now in the market where I have my homes, Dallas Fort Worth, I have a management company and I throw them a pizza party because they're doing so good. And I've had them oh, for, for yeah, I've had them for four years maybe. I think four, at least four years. Um, so it's it's going really well. Property management management period will make or break the investment. Everybody says that you make your money whenever you purchase, and perhaps that's true, but you actually realize the money during the management phase, and that's whenever it's it, it can go one direction or another based on how good your team is. Oh, that is so true. That's a great point, Joe. And, you know, just I think it's hard sometimes for new investors to comprehend how how high turnover can truly, truly crush <laughs> a, a cash flow opportunity. And so, you know, getting the right management in place and creating the low turnover and, and quality tenants within the home makes all the difference. Absolutely. Yeah, turnover is the number one thing that I, my goal is whenever I have my properties is I want to eliminate or decrease. With homes, you try to eliminate it with large apartment communities there's no way you can eliminate that, but you can significantly decrease it through resident retention programs. One of the things I do is uh, I send out a scratch-off lottery ticket to every resident in my apartment community who has a $0 balance and paid their rent on time that month. I love that. It's It's been fantastic from a retention standpoint, and the, the perceived value – of a scratch-off lottery ticket is much higher than a dollar. If we had sent them just a dollar, then you know whatever, it's a buck. I could find a buck probably laying on the ground. But the perceived value of a dollar scratch-off, well, that could be worth $5,000 or a million dollars, whatever it is. And yeah. it really stands out, and it's something that they didn't expect the first month, and now it's – it's expected, which is not as desirable as unexpected treats, but since it's expected, it gives them more incentive to pay their rent on time and have a $0 balance, albeit it's not a primary factor, I imagine, but it certainly is a contributing factor for them paying on time. Well, and it gets you noticed, too, as far as your reputation and them spreading the word to other potential tenants. So that is, that's one I never heard. That's fabulous. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I'm ready. Best ever book you've read. Okay. I'm going to relate this to the tenant screening idea because there's so many incredible books and so many have mentioned them. But uh, Landlording on Autopilot by Mike Butler, huge. And then also I'll throw in The Millionaire Real Estate Investor by Gary Keller. And those are both highly tailored to the buy and hold investor. Best ever personal growth experience and what you've learned from it. I would say related to real estate has to be about a year and a half ago when I made the decision to change careers. I was actually teaching school 
and uh, go into real estate full time, joining as an agent as well as an investor. And it's when I first time I've ever made the leap into total entrepreneurial status. And I've learned that um, I can make it happen and I can follow my passion and live the life I want to live. So it's been a really good thing. But it's been a, it's been a growing experience and a learning curve for sure. I've I've too have ventured from full time job to entrepreneur being a full time entrepreneur. What was your number one bump in the road with that transition? Uh, just that I actually had to do marketing. <laughs> I think I think you know I think there's a, a notion that once you tell everyone you've made a change and you're open for business, that people are just gonna kind of run to your door and think that's a wonderful idea and. <laughs> And I did. I not only I got some pushback, you know, because a lot of people have to take some time to really think outside the box and and thought I was kind of crazy for giving up a, a steady gig. And uh, it's fun because I think as they've seen that I've stuck with it and I've grown and I've matured and I've um, I'm, I'm going places that they're coming alongside now. And it's fun to see that transition. Best ever success habit you practice? I think that would have to be just being very um, intentional on associating with other successful people and working around others that are working on their goals and living the lives that they want to live. And we're so fortunate in today's social media society, there's so many ways to achieve that. It's not just going to your local real estate investor meeting, which are fabulous, um, or your, your meetups or your brokerage meetings, but it's also all the social media where you can hang out with other like-minded people. In our case, it's investors. Um, There's incredible book resources and podcasts such as this one you're doing right now that are just going to fill you up and validate your choices and take you to that next level. Best ever deal you've done? Well, it's one of the first ones we did in 2011. I just ran across a single-family property that was absolutely beautiful. A builder had built it as a spec home in 2008, so they just missed the the height of the real estate market and built it a little bit too late. They rented it out for a couple years, and the renters were not screened properly. (laughs) They didn't do a very good job of keeping up the property, and I think the builder was just fed up. And he put it on the market for way below market value, even for that time. And I was just driving about, I was driving for dollars, as they like to say, driving around the communities, trying to identify where we wanted that one of those first rental homes and saw the sign in the yard before it even got on the MLS. And it was a very quick close. There was no you know, foreclosure or short sale involved. And we were really fortunate. And it's our best cash flowing property to date. What are the numbers on it? Well over 500 a month is what we we cash flow on that and again that has to do with the price point and the interest rates at the time and and being in a very desirable area of town so the numbers just came together and something will probably hold for a long long time that's great yeah best ever quote picked up one from um the internet a couple years ago and I've had it on the banner of my Facebook page for a long time. I recently took it off, but it just says, you have exactly one life in which to do everything you will ever do. Act accordingly. And that's from a blogger named Colin Wright. And I'm not even particularly familiar with a lot of his quotes, but I just that spoke to me, just that that uh, it's time to start living the life that we want to live. And it, it sounds so cliche, but 
but treat each day like it's your last and, and make sure that you're doing what you love to do. What's the best ever place to reach you? Social media is great. Um, LinkedIn, I'll give you my email address. It's Jonna Weber, J-O-N-N-A-W-E-B-E-R at gmail.com. You can find me through LinkedIn. You can find me through the investor website, biggerpockets.com. And uh, I would love to connect. I do have a website that's and a blog that will be coming up shortly, but I'll link to those. If you email me, I will be sure to let you know when that comes out and also through LinkedIn as well. And is there anything else, Jonna, that we haven't talked about that you'd like to talk about? I just want to encourage people to do something every day. If, you're, if real estate investment in some shape or form is your passion, just make a forward stride every day. It doesn't have to be put an offer every day, but reach out and do something to um, – move you forward because it's not going to move your career in real estate or your investments are not going to move forward on their own. You have to be intentional and you have to work your plan. Thank you so much for joining us and you know, giving advice to the best ever listeners. And thanks a lot for listening and I'm looking forward to speaking with you soon. Thanks, Joe. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great one. Bye. Hey, you, best ever listener, do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe.